Welcome to The Savvy Sauce, where we have practical chats for intentional living. I'm your host, Laura Duggar, and I'm so glad you're here. If you've listened to The Savvy Sauce for long, you know how much I enjoy FabFitFun, which is a seasonal subscription box. I will share more details later in this episode, specifically how you can receive over $200 worth of products for less than $40 just by using the code SAVVY at checkout when you visit fabfitfun.com. Thanks for your sponsorship. Whether your marriage is in crisis or you're just curious about ways to feel closer to your spouse and enjoy that marital connection more, this episode is for you. Psychologist and Windshape Marriage Director, Dr. Matthew Turvey is my guest today, and he's going to offer a unique perspective on maintaining a healthy marriage. I think you're going to laugh and learn from this time together. Here's our chat. Welcome to the Savvy Sauce, Dr. Matthew Turvey. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Well, as we begin, will you just share a bit about yourself, your background, and your work at Windshape Marriage? Yeah, so I'm the director of Windshape Marriage. I've been there for about five years full-time, eight years overall. Before that started, though, I've been married for 22 years to my wife, Nicole. Got four kids. Braden is 17. He's my soccer player and doing college stuff right now. Got a 15-year-old Alexis who does improv comedy of all things and also plays soccer. Got a 12-year-old engineer named Drew. He's our mathematician. And then a six-year-old daughter named Maya, who we adopted from China actually several years ago. So that rounds out the family. Uh, my wife stays at home, does some homeschool with them, and we just uh, have a happy little family life. So that's us. That's awesome. And with your work, I think the stories are always so powerful. So do you have any specific stories of redemption or reconciliation that stand out from some previous couples who have attended a Windshape marriage event? Yeah. So with Windshape, our, our little tagline, if I can say our little elevator pitch, we prepare, strengthen, or save marriages through intensives, retreats, and adventures. So we've got quite a bit for kind of couples at every stage of their relationship. And it's always fun to see like couples who are preparing for marriage, you know, premarital couples. It's fun to see them. And, and actually, even here just this past week or so, I ran into a couple that uh, was at one of our programs called Prepare to Last. And they said, you know what? That just set us up right. We're, we've married three years now. And we've been through some challenges. We've had some issues at work, some issues with extended family. And they said, but you know what? We had our kind of our, our head screwed on straight after Prepare to Last because they knew what they wanted out of marriage, what marriage was about, what was most important to them. And so it just got them on the right path. So I thought that was a really cool story to hear from, from this young couple. Um, I think about stories of redemption sometimes for couples who go through our retreats because, you know, retreats are for couples who are, are looking for maybe that next step, need some encouragement. Maybe they're doing okay. They're not in crisis, but they just, they just want to invest in their marriage. And so for couples like that, it's just neat to hear how a weekend experience, when couples take the time to invest in their relationship and be serious about it and say, hey, we're going to get away. We're going to get away from the kids, from technology, from work, all that stuff. We're going to do something for us and for, for our marriage to draw us closer to each other and closer to the Lord. That's just a powerful experience for couples. So I don't know if I, there's any deeply like moving and, and, and tear-jerking stories about couples who go to retreats, but I can guarantee that couples that go to those are, are finding the Lord and finding each other in a more powerful way. So there's peeling back the layers of onion in their relationship and, and growing in connection and intimacy. For our intensives, now that's, those are the tear-jerking stories. Those are for couples typically who are 
facing challenges, maybe on the brink of divorce, and they come to Windshape and they go through this four-day experience with five other couples, a couple of Christian therapists, and they're there because they don't know what else to do. It's because they've tried a lot, perhaps, and they're just not sure their marriage is going to make it. So couples who go through that, I've heard multiple times of couples who say, you know what, God showed up in an incredible way. So the chance to really kind of bear it all in some ways emotionally for their spouse, maybe is an experience they've never done before. And so those couples, we treat them very tenderly and we, we take the trust they place in us and, and windshape very seriously because it's a difficult thing to do to talk about some of your, your heartache, your pains, those things that necessarily haven't gone the way you always dreamed they would in your marriage. But couples who go through that and do that work, about 83, 84% of those couples are still together two years later doing a lot better. So to me, that's a pretty powerful testimony. Wow. Yes, that number is incredible. And I love that it sounds like Windshape addresses things both proactively and you're there reactively if somebody needs to tune up. Exactly. And you've kind of touched on this, but could you explain the difference between a Windshape marriage retreat an intensive and an adventure that you offer? Yeah. So the intensives, those are for couples who are facing challenges, basically, or they're looking for a breakthrough in their marriage. So intensives aren't just for couples in crisis. They're for couples who are saying, you know, it feels like we're spinning our wheels here. We need to do something different. So those experiences are four days, five couples, two Christian therapists, usually a male and a female. doesn't always work out that way, but that's a wind-shaped retreat in Rome, Georgia, about two hours north of Atlanta. And those are run by three partner ministries that we have. We have Focus on the Family. We have the Center for Relational Care and the Hideaway Experience. They provide the programmatic element of everything, um, and we provide the space for those experiences to happen. We provide hospitality. It's an incredibly transformative experience for couples that go through that. The retreats, again, happen at Windshape Retreat, um, and those are weekend events, usually like a Friday afternoon through a Sunday. And that's more for like the general public who's just saying, hey, we want to do something for marriage. It's time to invest, time to get away. Our retreats are for couples who really want to make the time and space for something new in their relationship. So they're there at Windshape Retreat and a few other places around the country where we do our retreats occasionally. But they're just saying, let's let's kind of get a refresher course here. So we provide them with grace-based hospitality. We provide them with this beautiful setting where they can just come together, draw closer to each other and draw closer to the Lord. And uh, through the through the program and through the chance to get them together, um, as opposed to hearing from us, we don't have to be the experts and everything. We want the couples to have an amazing experience. I just, it, it, it's very powerful for couples to go through that. Uh, lastly, the adventures that we do, uh, I haven't mentioned those. The adventures that we do are chances for small groups of couples who are led by what we call a host couple, somebody who's been to one of our trainings, who's been vetted by us. We know they're in a, in a growing marriage, not a perfect marriage, but a growing marriage. And they, they just, uh, create these bucket list adventures and experiences for couples who are, who are going around the world to different places, like maybe uh, sailing in the British Virgin Islands or hiking the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu or trekking on the Camino de Santiago in northern Spain and we have a few other places where we go. But couples are getting the chance to, to get outside of their norm and to do something exciting, do something adventurous and do it together and achieve a goal that you know they couldn't necessarily achieve on their own, all while having amazing conversations and chances to introspect and look at their marriage. And I know you and I have spoken previously specifically about these adventures, and you say that generally an outcome is a stronger connection and stronger memories. But also there's some fascinating stuff that you mentioned 
even with our brain, what happens on these adventures? So when couples get out of their norm and we put them in a novel situation where they're faced with a challenge, which is what happens in our adventures, they start to create new memories. And like the more novel an experience is, the more challenging an experience is, the more you have the chance for kind of a renewed sense of of change, of transformation, perhaps in your brain, in your heart, in your spirit, in your behavior, and thus in your marriage. So we create these experiences and these adventures for couples, they're kind of like a metaphor for their marriage. So they have an element of journey and an element of challenge. And when couples go through these experiences, they're there and they walk through these experiences. And I think in the end, when they conquer that Inca trail together, like say, like that's a 26 mile hike over four days at about 14,000 feet. So you feel like a chubby smoker when you're done with that deal. <laughs> like it is a, it is a mess. It is a hard hike. But when couples go through, then they do it together. They've achieved what we call a superordinate goal. It's something that you can only do together with your spouse. So that's just a sense of accomplishment. And if you can do that together, surely you can figure out how to load the dishwasher better when you get back home. You can figure out how to put the kids to bed a little bit better. So it gives couples a sense of maybe a renewed vision for the relationship. Some of the science behind that stuff is really cool because we know that when couples are in these experiences, it's what we call a sense of flow. There's a Czech psychologist um, who, who talks about this concept of flow. And in flow, um, this is where like you're, you're just focused. You probably had an experience if you're an artist or maybe, you know, or a cyclist or a hiker. Like when I'm hiking the Inca Trail, it's just one foot in front of the other. I'm not thinking about anything but the activity that I'm in. And so when you do that and you can share that experience with your spouse, you have different neurotransmitters that are firing off. So things like dopamine. Uh, norepinephrine, all the all these chemicals that are that are going off in your brain that are that are creating this positive experience, and and when you have a positive experience like that, norepinephrine actually acts as a positive memory fixative, is what we call it. So it's kind of this thing that like, okay, you know what, that was awesome. Like we should do that again. That's what it feels like. Sometimes we have these amazing experiences, these bucket list experiences on the adventures. Oxytocin is kicking off in your brain. Oxytocin, a lot of people know now as the cuddle hormone or the cuddle drug, uh, is what's released after sex and during breastfeeding. And so if that's released for you and your spouse after this experience, it's like, okay, we should cuddle. <laughs> you know, and so it's always like this, this celebration. And that, that's, a, that's a bonding experience for a couple when those neurotransmitters are released in their, in their brain during these shared adventures. That's so fascinating because it's something that we probably wouldn't be aware of, but there's so much power even going on in our brains connecting us. And with all of these wind-shape retreats and intensives and adventures, they all include what you call five agents of transformation. So will you share what those five agents are and why they're important? Yeah, so those five agents of transformation are, are really kind of core to our DNA at Winshape Marriage. So any experience that we have, we think should have five key elements. One is a sequestered setting. So it's getting away from technology. It's getting away from, as much as I love them, it's getting away from my kids. It's getting away from work. It's getting away from responsibilities. And typically getting out in nature where we just have the chance to slow down. There's actually some science behind this idea of a three-day reset that happens in our brain and in our bodies when we're out in nature for three days, away from the square lines of, of cement and parking lots and all this stuff. When you're out in nature, it's just like, okay, 
I was kind of created for this. And so we can slow down. When we slow down, we're able to listen to our spouse better. We're able to listen to the Lord better. So sequestered setting is the first one. We provide grace-based hospitality for couples. And Windshape has close ties with Chick-fil-A, as you probably know. And so um, hospitality is always big to Chick-fil-A. And so all of our Windshape marriage experiences, we want to make sure that we have grace-based hospitality. And it's really trying to figure out how to serve the couples that we're with in ways that they may not even expect. So we like to surprise and delight them. We like to be there for them. We like to give them experiences that are going to be powerful for them. And that can be through serving food. That can be through taking care of needs before they have needs. It can be all sorts of things. The third element that we really want to make sure is involved with every Windshape Marriage experience is Bible-based teaching. So this is just where what probably most folks think of when they think of a retreat, perhaps, is just Bible-based teaching. And while that's important, it's not the only thing that uh, we believe is transformative for couples when they go through one of our experiences. If information alone transformed, then go read Wikipedia. Go just, you know, read a book. And, and, that, and that's powerful and that's, that's important. But sometimes that information and that, that teaching isn't really sticky. It doesn't stick with us unless we combine it with these other four elements. So the fourth element that is is really important to us is elements of worship. We want to make sure that every experience has an element of worship. Now, here's what's cool about that. Worship is not uh, just singing praise songs. It's not just guitars around the campfires. It's not just singing hymns or whatever, you know, people are used to. I really want to encourage people to find like their spiritual personality. Years ago, my wife and I read a book by Gary Thomas called Sacred Pathways, and he lists eight or nine different ways that people relate to God and connect to God. What was powerful for us was that I learned that this whole idea of like having a, a shared Bible study or praying together in the morning, like that just wasn't our shtick. I mean, it just didn't work for us. So we tried it many times. Come to find out that I connect to God through learning. When I learn something new, I feel like, all right, Lord, you're in it. And I, and I love that. My wife connects to God through service. And so we were trying to come at this deal where both of us would learn my way from learning you know, but she learned through service and connected to God through service. So we just try to make sure that we provide experiences for couples that are going to hit on all those different areas instead of just one. And the last one, last element or agent of transformation is experiential learning. So we want to make sure that you're not just learning with your eyes. You know, you're learning with your hands sometimes. You're learning with your feet. You're out there doing something. And so we really craft experiences for couples that are, are metaphors for powerful principles and powerful lessons in their relationship, in their marriage. We'll come back shortly after a brief message from our sponsor. Hey friends, I want you all to know that the 2019 Fab Fit Fun Fall Box is now on pre-sale. In the past, I received a product that I had never heard of from FabFitFun, but it has improved my life. It's called the Deep Sleep Pillow Spray, and it just so happened to arrive in the box that I received right after delivering my fourth daughter, Kessler, in May of this year. This spray helps me fall asleep now so quickly after being up in the middle of the night with my sweet girl, and I never would have discovered it had it not been for FabFitFun. These lifestyle subscription boxes are filled with full-size, premium, beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and tech products that are sent straight to your doorstep each season. They take the hassle out of shopping by doing it for you, and each box is customized to your specific interests. The fall box is the perfect way to treat yourself or others and get yourself ready for autumn with their carefully curated box of products. So if you want to save money on quality and full-size products, visit their website, fabfitfun.com. 
Visit them today because these deals do not last long. And finally, make sure that you enter the code SAVVY, that's S-A-V-V-Y, at checkout so you can receive $10 off your first box. So again, visit fabfitfun.com, that's F-A-B-F-I-T-F-U-N.com, and enter the code SAVVY at checkout to get $10 off your first box. This is going to bring your total down to $39.99. I hope you enjoy your subscription as much as I have. We're going to talk about three different types of relationships today, and I would just love for you to speak to each of these types of couples. So first, the ones who want to prepare well for their marriage, and second, the ones who desire to enrich their marriage, and third, those who are just barely hanging on and they need to save their marriage. So what message do you have first for the ones who just want to prepare well for marriage? So do that early. I mean, don't wait until you're engaged, quite frankly. A lot of couples will come to our Prepare to Last program or go to a premarital counselor with their pastor or their priest or somebody in the community. And like, don't do that once you're engaged. I mean, do it. Make sure you do it before you're married. But if you could do that before you're engaged, man, you're way better off. Because once the engagement happens, you're thinking, or she's thinking, <laughs> maybe not both of you are thinking about, one of you is thinking about the, just the wedding. You know what? That's a big old event and that's a great celebration. But if you got that on your mind, it's hard to think about your relationship, especially as you get closer and closer to the date. So do it early. Um, there are a lot of great assessments out there that you can take to check out all the different aspects of your relationship, people who can go through that with you. But take it seriously. I mean, be ready for your, for your marriage and not just for your wedding. Well, and we're all about practicality here. So do you have any practical tips or tricks that you recommend for couples who are wanting to enrich their marriage and if they're hoping especially to take it from good to great? Yeah, absolutely. Do a retreat. Get away. I mean, we, we highly recommend, whether it's one of our retreats or somebody else's, I mean, it's just important sometimes to be able to remove some of the stresses, remove some of the barriers, remove some of the dross, the stuff that kind of impedes us sometimes. And, and you can't always do that when you're in the thick of it at home. So I think, I think removing yourself from that situation is often very important. I encourage also couples to not be afraid of doing deep work. A lot of couples come to retreat. There's usually the dragger and the draggy, and it's usually the woman who's the dragger and the guy who's the draggy. My relationship, I'm the dragger. My wife's the draggy. But um, just don't be afraid of like going a little bit deeper with your spouse because I really think that in the chance to be emotionally vulnerable with your spouse, that's where we find connection. That's where we find intimacy. And so don't be afraid of that. Like I think we all... We're created for connection, and so we want that. And so if you trust the process of a retreat, then I can pretty much guarantee you're going you're gonna to find something deeper in your relationship that maybe you didn't know was there. So I also encourage couples to take a posture of discovery. Take a posture of discovering your relationship. You don't think that you got it all together. I've worked with too many couples who have been married for, you know, whether it's seven years or whether it's 50 years, and they're saying, no, I kind of got her figured out. I got him figured out, and they just let life go along and they're not very intentional about it. And they don't think that there's anything better or new for them. But if you take this posture of discovery, it kind of necessitates being humble. Like I don't have it all figured out. So sweetie, my wife's name Nicole. So Nicole, I want to learn something more about you. I want to go a little bit deeper in my relationship. What can we share? What's new? How can we do that? So those are just some tips I would have for couples looking to enrich their marriage. Those are awesome. And I think if it does feel a little bit scary to open up and go deeper 
with your spouse, I think it's comforting to know that typically the other person listening to that, it will unlock compassion in them toward you. And so hopefully that's encouraging for someone today. And as we move on to this third type of couple, what would you want to communicate to those who are about to pursue a divorce? Man, I know there are times where divorce is going to happen. So first off, I want to make sure that those couples know there is a ton of grace from us, from the Lord, from those around them. Like nobody really goes into marriage thinking we're going to get a divorce, right? So it's not, it's not plan A. It's not ever plan A, but there are times where when that is happening, we want to make sure that, that we are loving and we are non-judgmental and we're there beside those couples to support them. I would also say that we want to say, I think a lot of times there's hope. Like I, I just think that if couples can change some certain aspects and learn a few new things and like you just talked about compassion, if they can start to see their spouse with a lens of compassion instead of judgment. There's a lot of things that couples can do to actually save their marriage. And and so WinShape, we want to come alongside those couples and we want to help them. One thing we say a lot is that we want to help you as the guide on the side, not the sage on the stage. And so in that, we do have some experts in marriage, but at the same time, like we're all people too, you know? So we want to walk alongside couples who are not feeling like they have hope. And we want to maybe be that hope for them for a while. We're going to hold that for them. We're going to hold that tension, that sadness, that grief, that anxiety they may have. And we're going to do everything we can while they're with us to help them find a better way, to find some grace, to find some redemption for their story. And I've seen it work over and over and over again, the toughest situation where couples haven't been together for years, haven't, you know, lived in the same house, slept in the same bed, touched, talked for months, if not years, they can come to an intensive and God shows up. God, God's still in the business of doing miracles. So I guess I would ask couples if they thought, you know, if they could just give it another chance. And, and I'm not, when, when couples come to an intensive, I never promise a result. We can't do that, you know, but what I can promise is that is that if a couple were to invest in the four to five days of intensive and trust the process there, trust their counselors, dive into it deep. I mean, I can pretty much guarantee they're going to be in a, in a different place and a better place at the end of that experience. Whether or not that means a marriage that is, is going to work, I, I can't promise that, you know, I wish I could, but I can guarantee that they're going to find some grace and they're going to find um, a new way of thinking that's probably going to help them in the future. Definitely. I love the grace in that response. If you're like me, you can't get enough podcasts, and I have some exciting news for you. Did you know that we have bonus episodes that are only available to paying patrons? For as little as $5 per month, you can access some of our most exclusive content. Each $5 patron will gain access to all previous podcasts and a secret bonus episode every month. We hope that you find this to be an incredible deal. That means that if you sign up today, you can hear all of our previous additional conversations with world-known speakers such as Courtney DeFeo and Karen Stubbs, along with so many more. We hope you sign up today by visiting thesavvysauce.com and clicking on the Patreon tab. Thanks for your support. From your education, Dr. Turvey, and with your time just spent working with so many couples, are there any reoccurring patterns that you see in those marriages that seem to be the happiest and healthiest? Yeah, I think couples that are doing really well, 
They're intentional about their relationship. Uh, they don't sweat the small stuff. You know, I love my wife and we have an amazing marriage. And, and I'm thankful because truthfully, we've had some downtimes. And for the most part, it's been pretty good. And I think I look back on that and I think, okay, in 22 years, what have we done right? And we just, we haven't sweated the small stuff. We went into this deal, not really knowing what we're doing, quite frankly, <laughs> but we both have come to the point where we have this shared vision for what we think our marriage can be. And so I think couples that are doing well tend to have a shared vision. Now, couples that are doing amazing have probably written down the shared vision and, you know, put calligraphy on it and a pretty Pinterest poster on the wall, stuff like that. Uh, we're not there yet, but like, I think we have this sense that we know what we're aiming for. We know what we want to do together. Uh, what we want our marriage and our, and our family life to be about what we want our legacy to be about. So I really think healthy and happy couples are able to do that. I think that couples who are doing well appreciate the differences with their spouse. I know from personal experience, when I was first married, I kind of married my wife because of the way she made me feel. So I loved her because of something she did for me. Then after a while, two years, three years, four years, whatever it was, she kind of got on my nerves. <laughs> then I had to work through that and say, okay, those things that I loved are now those things I don't really like. So for a while, then I kind of had to love in spite of the way my wife made me feel. But then eventually it kind of went back circle. And I realized those things that I loved in spite of are now those things I love because of. And so for me, it's been a beautiful expression of how I can love somebody who's totally different than me, shouldn't be like me. I shouldn't be like her. But in our uniqueness, we're able to kind of live fully as who we've been created to be. And I think we've covered so much and so many different types of couples, but let's just boil down all of this information. Do you have one baby step that a listener could take today just to start moving in the right direction of pursuing a happier and healthier relationship? Absolutely. Assume the best. Assume the best of your spouse. Assume the best and then seek the best for your spouse. I'm just a firm believer that so many times uh, we come to marriage and after a while, junk builds up between us and then we start assuming the worst. Like, you know, oh, she didn't load the dishwasher right. She must have it in for me or uh, she didn't do this thing for the kids around the house. So she must think, you know, I'm a jerk or, or she must be mad at me or whatever. But instead, what if I just said, you know what? I didn't see something happen that I wanted. The problem's my expectation, not my spouse. And so I'm going to assume the best about my wife and say, you know what? She's probably had a tough day. There's some big fancy psychological terms about that called the fundamental attribution error, which is a long other story, which, which is... You know, I got to sound smart sometimes. So I'm going to say that, that little phrase today. But if people look it up, they'll learn about that. We, we tend to attribute the good things in our spouse to context around them as opposed to their internal reasons. And what we have to do is we have to assume that the good things about our spouse are because of who they are and not just because of the external circumstances around them. So assume the best, seek the best. I love that. And I think it tends to be such a self-fulfilling prophecy because when you are seeking the best or assuming the best with your spouse, that's actually the person that they're becoming and they start doing those things as well. That's right. This has been awesome. If anybody wants to find out more about you or about Windshape, where would you direct them? Best place to find out more is windshapemarriage.org. Uh, Windshape is W-I-N-S-H-A-P-E from Shaping Winners. That's what came down from Truett Cathy about 35 years ago. Uh, you can find all about our intensives, our retreats, our adventures, being a host couple to lead those adventures, um, and just all the, all the things that we offer. 
Our listeners know that we're called the Savvy Sauce because savvy is synonymous with practical knowledge or discernment. And so I have my final question for you today, Dr. Matt. What is your Savvy Sauce? My Savvy Sauce comes from a lesson I learned from my daughter. I said at the beginning of the podcast that she's an improv comedy. And she came home one day and she said, one of the rules of improv comedy is that you never want to say no. She goes, you always say yes and see what happens. So in my life lately, I've been trying to live by that mantra. I'm going to say yes and see what happens. As long as it's not unsafe, illegal, unethical, stuff like that. I find too many times that in life I shut off opportunities because I've said no. So I'm going to say yes and see what happens. Love it. I hope your daughter's excited that she taught you something. She's famous now. (laughs) Well, Dr. Turvey, thank you so much for just taking the time to share more about these incredible options that are available through WinShape and just for offering every listener hope. It was such a pleasure to host you today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. One more thing before you go. Have you heard the term gospel before? It simply means good news, and I want to share the best news with you but it starts with the bad news. Every single one of us were born sinners and God is perfect and holy, so he cannot be in the presence of sin. Therefore, we're separated from him. This means there's absolutely no chance we can make it to heaven on our own. So for you and for me, it means we deserve death and we can never pay back the sacrifice we owe to be saved. We need a savior. But God loved us so much, he made a way for his only son to willingly die in our place as the perfect substitute. This gives us hope of life forever in right relationship with him. That is good news. Jesus lived the perfect life we could never live and died in our place for our sin. This was God's plan to make a way to reconcile with us so that God can look at us and see Jesus. We can be covered and justified through the work Jesus finished, if we choose to receive what he has done for us. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So would you pray with me now? Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to take our place. I pray someone today, right now, is touched and chooses to turn their life over to you. Will you clearly guide them and help them take their next step in faith to declare you as Lord of their life? We trust you to work and change the lives now for eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are declaring him for me, so me for him. You get the opportunity to live your life for him. At this podcast, we are called Savvy for a reason. We want to give you practical tools to implement the knowledge you have learned. So you're ready to get started? First, tell someone. Say it out loud. Get a Bible. The first day I made this decision, my parents took me to Barnes & Noble to get the Quest NIV Bible, and I love it. Start by reading the book of John. Get connected locally, which basically means just tell someone who is part of the church in your community that you made a decision to follow Christ. I'm assuming they will be thrilled to talk with you about further steps such as going to church and getting connected to other believers to encourage you. We want to celebrate with you too, so feel free to leave a comment for us if you made a decision for Christ. We also have show notes included where you can read scripture that describes this process. Finally, be encouraged. Luke 15.10 says, 
In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The heavens are praising with you for your decision today. If you've already received this good news, I pray that you have someone else to share it with today. You are loved, and I look forward to meeting you here next time.